Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 145, <laughs> wherein we will be covering Nemesis. Ouch. Mm. This is Chris, and joining me today are... James. Caitlin. Jake. Carl. Hey, Carl. Carl. Hey, Matt, Carl. What are you doing here? Uh, just hanging out, you know. You gave us cookies. I've been here for you three did. weeks. It's been mean to say something. Uh, I'm sad you didn't you didn't join us for insurrection then, but <laughs> Oh god. This one He's this not. one this one's a treat. <laughs> Nemesis. Yeah, what's that? Nemesis is a movie. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> it opens with the wedding of Troy and Riker and ends with the funeral of Data. Oh. In between, some Romulan shenanigans happen when the Senate is killed by some kind of magic radiation weapon invented by the Remans. Yep, it turns out it's not just a stupidly named planet, it's also a separate species of Romulan who look like 1920s Nosferatus. They somehow got their hands on a Picard clone who's now 25-year-old Tom Hardy in a fake schnoz, and he's decided he's going to take over the Empire and kill the Earth for reasons. He also needs Picard's blood because he's a sort of faulty clone. Well, not exactly that, but we'll get to it. And he needs literally all of Picard's blood if he wants to survive. Hence the Riemann vampire makeup. Get it? It's subtle! Oh. Mm. Anywho, he makes this... Big old super weapon starship. There's a fight that just will not end. Um, It is like half the movie. Yeah. And then... So much. You know, Picard's captured, then he escapes, then he goes back, he tries to kill his clone, his clone tries to kill him, Data beams over and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Beams Picard out, blows up the weapon, dies in the process, but don't worry, there was another him that he kind of gave his Katra to. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, it's Wrath of of Khan, but horrible. It wishes. Cool. I want to start with the the deleted scene, because we start with the wedding, Mm -hmm. and... We see Guinan gets a couple lines. They talk yep. with everybody at the wedding. The wedding actually gets really, really short because they cut so much stuff out of the wedding scene that would have been, like, character stuff. No, like, you know, had to make room for the endless battle. So much battle. But if anyone noticed, off to the, in, the, in the far corner of the, of the scene, in fact, you don't even get to see him on a narrower television screen, yep. uh, is Wesley Crusher, yep. who has zero lines in the movie. Because he had a cut scene. And I'm going to play for everybody. And I'll put, it on the, I'll put it on the Facebook too. So that everybody gets a chance to see it. But we're going to watch... 55 more seconds your, of this movie. Your uh, <laughs> volume could be a little higher. Is that it? Yeah. Is this just no. going to be tossed yeah, yeah. salads it's and only scrambled half. eggs? Oh. Yeah. I it? wish. I wish I could do what Jake does. But I cannot. <laughs> Those are very, very nice flutes. Sort of like... Fuck! Why? There we go. Gaining an empath, isn't it? You're being a big Ugh. help. Listen, if you start tearing up, I promise I'll beam you out immediately. Okay. <laughs> Captain. Wesley, it's good to see you in uniform again. Call Thanks. me dad. Suits him, doesn't it? You're the former son of the Titan. I am very much. <laughs> it was 2002. I've shift in engineering, and we have a double refracting warp core matrix with twin... Intermix chambers? Is that Leffler? I don't think those are twins. That's supposed to be Leffler? Is that who that is? 
Oh, no. I'm glad that He's, got cut. He saw a pair of tits and was like, I'm going to go know, hang out over there. The end. Yeah, I feel like I read He definitely once, has a type, that Wesley. They were trying what, to get breathing? her back at yeah. some point to be with him in the scene. I've never actually seen that before. That is... That's terrible. Yeah. Thank God that got cut. Also, Leia was supposed to be Jordy's uh, oh. date to God, the wedding. why do they insist? He's but married. The, but the actor wasn't available. Good. <laughs> there was also God. another cut scene, which I have seen, which I will try to find, where they end with Picard going to the bridge and meeting his new first officer, some mm. fucking milk toast, and then he sits down in the chair. There's a whoopee cushion. Close. Uh, well, not really close. But he says it's, he's got a new chair and he pushes a button and it has seat belts that snap into place and he goes, <laughs> it's about time. Is it? They were going to end on that. I'm yeah. so grateful they didn't. Yeah, yeah. that's awful. They, where they ended it was fine. It'll do, pig. It'll yeah. do. And th- this movie is so dumb that I actually forgot that they did not end it with that joke. Mm. Yeah. So when I watched it a couple weeks ago for the first time in, in 15 years, and I saw they did not include that, I was like, oh, that's better than I thought. Mm. Yeah, ending with the B4 scene is nice. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, B4? What's a B4? It's another data, oh. which... The Remans inexplicably got their hands on. Presumably it was one of the prototypes that, as you pointed out off-air, Jake... Um, Juliana mentions. Yeah, in, in her episode. They somehow get their hands on it. I think there was a cut scene where they explained, like, oh yeah, the Packlids had it, and they gave it to the Ferengi, and the Ferengi gave it to this people, and these people gave it to these people, until it somehow ends up, you know, after like a long, drawn-out process, getting into the hands of the Remans. At least for once, they gave an excuse for why they were the nearest ship. It was a stupid mm-hmm. reason, they were, but it they was were a reason. Ser- they were searching for positronic signals, which I don't think they've ever been able to detect before. Mm. Well, yeah. the whole thing is an elaborate plot True. by Shinzon yeah. to get Picard near the neutral zone and to get a spy on board the ship. Which you think he would have kept the android in one piece. Yeah. Maybe it didn't come in one piece. Mm. I mean, that or is... maybe those people that were on the planet oh. tore it apart. That does seem like a Romulan plan, though. Don't have one step if you can have 12. I mean, that's the whole point of this entire movie, is how idiotic are Romulan plans? And the answer very. is always very. Because we've seen Sela's fucking idiot plans. <clears throat> we've seen them kidnap Jordy Adventure and Candidate him. They've seen them make a spare Spock. Mm. They've seen them ally with the Klingons. They, we've seen so much stupid bullshit out of the Romulans that, yeah, let's find a B4 and let's make a clone Picard are all great ideas. Well, the clone Picard was one plan. B4 was the clone's plan. The clone got dumped because governments changed. Although, as I said while we were watching, I bet clone Picard was a Sela plan. <laughs> Feels like a Sela plan. Although, I, I think it would have been, you know, we have this this Romulan commander, Denatra, in this mm. movie. I kind of thought it would be nice if they had made that Sela instead. I thought it would have been nice if they made her a character. <laughs> well, if they made it Sela, they had Denise Crosby. Then well, I was, you know, you'd have the whole original cast. Well, I was so excited mm. because this was this was Dina Meyer from Starship Troopers, who's amazing as okay. uh, as what's her name, Dizzy Dizzy Flores. That's what you said. Something about bugs. We get to see your tits a little bit. Um, see everyone's tits in that movie. And I, is and my I, understanding. And I have a one of her in Star Trek timelines of oh. uh, Commander Donatra that I was like, oh man, I'm finally going to get to see who this character is and what she does and. She does almost nothing. She does mm. almost zero things. She shows up at the nick of time and helps out. 
Yeah, but doesn't actually really impact the battle as far as I can tell. No. Yeah, she's definitely wasted. I think this is 2002, and uh, my memory is this is a prime year for sort of Trinity Syndrome. You know, this was the year of like, the, like the Matrix sequels were were the year after this, mm. and you had a fair amount of like, you know, female characters who could kick ass, but were arguably not written any better than they had been in the the past. Mm. I sort of think Trinity Syndrome is is all over this movie, mm. and the Romulan Commander, big example. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, I forgot to mention. You know, Tom Hardy is the clone. Ron Perlman. Ron oh, yeah. Perlman is the Viceroy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He doesn't look much different. <laughs> nice. Uh, so here's the problem with giving Tom Hardy a big fake nose. Yep. The nose and the ears are the two parts of the human body that continue to grow throughout your life. So he shouldn't already have Patrick Stewart's nose. Well, they did <laughs> speed up his growth, so maybe... Just the nose. And the ears. <laughs> They totally gave him they out. gave him that uh, that scar on the lip so that it would be less distracting that his lips are so unlike with Captain so but deliciously sort of, pillowy. That does the opposite. I feel like it draws too much attention to the well, lips. Well, I think it makes it, it makes you realize why they're so different. They're like, oh, they're probably different because he has this scar because he probably got punched in the mouth a lot in the mines. Well, he did say they broke his nose and his jaw. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I also think that this movie this movie honestly assumes. That the audience is stupid. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, audiences are pretty like, stupid. Like, for example, I'm surprised when they showed the flashback scene of the little kid version of Shinzon. He didn't drop a teddy bear? No, also that bald. he wasn't bald. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not just... So, like, they have Shinzon be bald. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly they shaved his head because you can see, like... Yeah, you can see hair follicle. But at the same time, you're like, okay, all right, I buy it. Maybe he's trying to look like Picard. But then they show a picture of young Picard. Yes. Now let's forget, let's not forget that we have seen Jean-Luc Picard just after the Academy mm-hmm. when he gets stabbed through the chest yes. by a Nausicaan and blade. And we've seen him right after Jack's funeral. And we've seen he, him visit. So basically, Picard not having hair is in the last 20 years or so. Okay, brace yourself, buddy. You're going to fucking hate this. You're all going to hate this, but Jake's the one next to me, so <laughs> he's the one who got his back clapped. Apparently, the way they describe, they uh, explain that away in a novel, our favorite oh, no. things, the novels, is that that photo was taken after Picard had just lost a bet that required him to shave his head. <laughs> dislike, dislike yeah, profusely. no, it's fucking stupid. And here's like they, they, they go out of their way. Here's my problem with the, with the photograph, and it's not even that the photograph is of a bald Tom Hardy. It's mm. that they spend so long with Shinzon talking to us, being like, "Oh yes, I I know I don't look quite as you remembered, do I? Oh yeah, being in the mines does that. And you know, have you seen how my broken nose and my gashed up mouth and all this stuff? Yeah. And then they show the photo, and it's just of him. And it's like, but you just were going on about how he doesn't look like him, and what? Yes. Oh, in this case, any wise asses were thinking, oh, well, that's why his nose is all big. It got broken. Even in the photo, which is supposed to be Picard, he's still got the big schnoz. So shut the fuck up. Also, the kid in the flashbacks had dark hair. The little, little kid? Yeah, but we know that young Picard has light hair Hmm. from Rascals. Rascals. Oh, I'd assume that was just the... uh, filter they had on the thing. Mm, I I think they fucked up. They probably did. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This movie is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and there's lots and lots of bad things about this movie, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of them. I'm going to yell a lot, and I apologize. Well, I'm going to yell a little bit, too, because we haven't, we're already well into the movie and what we're talking about, but we have not talked about the absolute 
worst thing about this movie. <laughs> the thing that really... The thing that, I mean, it's 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 early in the film and it sets the tone for the whole movie and it's just, and maybe they were, maybe the filmmakers are like, man, if we put the shittiest thing at the very beginning of the movie, maybe people won't notice all the later shitty things. Did it work? Be- I, no. <laughs> um, no, the very absolute worst thing about this movie, god damn it, at the wedding reception, there is a drum kit, there's a band, there's a drum kit, and for some fucking stupid reason, instead of having... Regular, you know, brass symbols or, you know, whatever symbols are made out of in the future. Transparent aluminum. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Ah. <laughs> I don't think transparent aluminum would work. No. They're made out of fucking black or no, green. Uh, green translucent plastic. CD like, holders. Yeah. yeah. It's the fuck. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. doesn't have quite the same <laughs> ring to it, does it? No. It's the fucking worst. Freedom. And they hit them and it makes the sound of a symbol. Yep. But all the other instruments mm-hmm. are res- regular fucking instruments. There's a there's a trombone. There's a trumpet. There's a guy with a with an upright bass. Data sings a song. They're all just fucking musical instruments, except for the fucking cymbals, which are fucking green and they're fucking plastic. So what the fuck? The cymbal has existed as a thing for thousands of years. Yikes! Fucking, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Better than F. Murray Abraham. Chris, Chris Wrong is going to hate episode. editing this. Because um, we're going to yell a lot. So can uh, can I offer the suggestion that maybe the reason it was plastic was because they were worried about it, like, making lots of clanging? What? Like... <laughs> Can you make that? Yes. No, you should you? Yeah, I'm just not... asking, like, is it possible they did that because they were concerned about it, like, falling or something? I don't know. I'm no. reaching for straws. No. Grasping they did it because straws. they're like, they're like, the fucking filmmakers the think that the audience is stupid, and they're like, oh, it's the future. So they would have green plastic fucking symbols in the future that I... would still make the sound of hitting brass. Well, I'm sure it's not actually plastic because I hope that we're moved away from plastics by then. Um, Recycle your symbols, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with, it's It's actually just tinted transparent aluminum. But even so, hit an aluminum can, you know, it doesn't It sound, wouldn't make the right sound. Yeah, no, it's not, it it's, and not. It does, would not sound like it. Like, there's even a point where you hear, like, like when Data sing, they're doing, like, the hi-hat mm. sound. <laughs> Is there a little plastic hi-hat clapping together? God <laughs> fucking damn it! Uh, who knows? Actually, uh, there's a tertiary speaker in Data's ass that's making the hi hat noise. Yeah, I like it. He's farting the hi hat. Mm. Oh no! Very musical that Data. Mm-hmm. Wow, androids probably could just control their farts like that. Well, I think this is this is not only the worst Star Trek movie. You asked to be on this episode, did I, did Carl. I, oh god, I must have been drunk. I feel like you uh, said either First Contact or Nemesis. <laughs> so you either want to be on the best this, one or the second worst one. Kind of makes sense. Second. Mm-hmm. Um, this was definitely worse than Insurrection, in my opinion. I think for me, uh, we'll I, I hate this for two True. big reasons. And the first one, I think people have touched on Picard Those versus Hardy. Fucking symbols. Uh, <laughs> fucking symbols. Yep, that's that's number three. And I, I just don't buy him as a clone at all. He doesn't look like Picard. What he does look like is Dr. Evil. Yes, <laughs> he does. So every time, you know, you and I are not quite too, so different, Austin. I mean, Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just kills it. Every time he's got the lips, he's got the ears, he's bald. 
You know, this could have been a... And this was, you know, a uh, gold member was this year, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, no. And what he looks like... You know, I, I know I know you like the uh, the costume. Uh, the Shinzon costume. costume? The costume. I love costume. it. It's, it's insecty, and I like it. Yeah, it, it is good, but it, to me it looks like cosplay. I'm okay with mm. that. So, like, like it's it's like Dr. Evil cosplaying as somebody. And it, <laughs> it just... Like and every every time see you at San Diego Comic Con, Mr. Powers. Registration cost is one million dollars. I was gonna say he gets to Earth with his Doomsday <laughs> weapon. And he's like, I want one million bars of gold pressure platinum. Is that it? Don't get this asshole a million bars of gold plus platinum. Dr. Evil, it's 1965. <laughs> that amount of gold pressed platinum doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, so they go through. Saying. <laughs> so as you know, as you point out, that like you can't go five minutes in this movie without him going. You know what we are? We're very similar. Oh, we yeah. look exactly the same. You, me, <laughs> we same would, thing. In the same. It's the like looking in a mirror. In the circumstance, we would do the same things. Yeah. It's like what? And, and, no. And yeah, the car would never wear that it. shit. This movie like, comes down really hard on the like nature side of the nature versus nurture well, here's debate. Where I yeah. go, here's where I go nuts. It's like, you know, Data, and Data is the only person who seems, seems yeah. to see through this and say like, you know, before and I are, you know, look at look and are of the same ilk. Lore and I were effectively the same with, you know, minor differences and we were raised differently. And I look at it also like, you know, would identical twins make the same fucking decisions in every single circumstance? No, exactly. no, fucking no! And, and that's true for androids. You know, imagine the difference between Captain Picard and a cosplay Dr. Evil. Even more <laughs> different. Well, it's like this movie wants to have its cake and fuck it too. Because it's like... <laughs> Wedding cake. On the one hand, it's like, ah, uh, yes, because I share your DNA, Picard, I am just like you. But I'm different than you because of my rough life. But I'm the same as you. It's like, which is Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, they're trying to stoke the drama. You know, they're trying to be like, you know, this movie is very smartly written. It has people, <laughs> it has people declaiming on two different themes. You know, it's a strong, this is very Shakespearean, this movie. Mm. You can hear them trying to say. Yes. Mm. In the original Klingon? <laughs> oh, God, and I, I, like I said while we were watching, they also waste a perfectly good King Arthur reference. Mm. Because yeah, that, that interested me. I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, in Arthurian legend, when uh, he goes to battle with his bastard son, Mordred, in the final battle spoilers for the legend of king arthur everyone Man, killed him because he named him mordred Yeesh. well he didn't name him mordred his mother did he that didn't bitch. even know about the son which was his like half sister right morgan lefay or some shit morgana maybe i think it depends on the... anyway yes so but she used an illusion to make him think she was somebody else yeah anywho so she raped him oh god yeah. anyway so and in the big later. epic final battle oh, um god, yeah. arthur runs his son through with a spear and then Mordred pulls himself forward on the spear, but unlike Shinzon, Sh- Shinzon still has a weapon Shinzo. and manages to get <laughs> the uh, death blow in on Arthur. Oh. Yeah. So it's like Arthur, only worse. Yeah. That's on theme. Yeah, yeah. Arthur, but not good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing I th- I'd say I'd like about the the clone thing was I think Shinzon had had a line that was like, "Oh, we finally get to see the triumph of the echo over the voice." Yeah, and that's a damn good line. It is. That's yeah, something. I must give the writer John Logan. No one here seems to recognize the name. I know what the name. Jake, means. Jake knows the name. Who's the name? Jake. He's, 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 he's your favorite. John Logan. It's 
it's the, the, the alias of the real writer who was too ashamed to put his <laughs> no, name on this John, film. John Logan, and this is this like surprised the fuck out of me. He's the he's the writer of The Aviator, Any okay. Given Sunday, and Jake's favorite movie of all time, what? Gladiator. Yes! Really? Holy shit. Well, I mean, Gladiator wasn't propped up by the writing, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The outstanding performance of Russell Crowe. Yeah, well, I guess uh, I guess um, Brent Spiner met Logan doing a production of 1776 Ugh. on Broadway. <laughs> Who was he? I didn't... Oh, I didn't check. God, uh, Hope he was John Quincy awful. Adams. And they brought Berman a John couple, Adams, a couple of ideas, being like, hey, I met I met my new friend John Logan, and we want to try to find new ways to kill off data, because I still want to kill off data, yes please. So here's some ideas, and Berman's like, oh, let's let's do something else. Let's do this. And then they worked this out of something. And what? I'm gonna tell myself it would have been a better film if Rick Berman hadn't been involved, because fuck that guy. I bet it was his idea for the rape scene. I bet he came oh. up with the symbols. Mm-hmm. God, honestly, and the fact that they the used <laughs> let's 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 just let's address the rape scene. Yeah, no, it's yes. horrible. Because on her fucking wedding night, basically, yeah. Deanna Troy looks like she's gonna have a romantic evening. She she seductively purrs to Riker, come to bed. And he does, and we get to see his his naked back and her naked shoulders, and you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. Finally, Troy gets a, a nice love scene. A nice love scene, a normal romance where they're on Zadi. It's great. And then, nope, fucking mind rape by this little fucking twat going around saying he's just like Picard. I want to touch your head, Clifford. Uh, he and, and his fucking viceroy are doing it together. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm listening to Caitlin as we're watching this movie being like, why? Why Why is he doing this? What is the point of this? Why is this and you happening? Can, you can see why the writers put it in, but you don't see Oof. why... Shinzon and oh, I'm sorry. Why fucking Shinzon, phrasing Ames? Listen, why Shinzon and and Reman dude? Ron or, Perlman. Ron, why Ron Perlman? Vice, Shinzon were Vice doing Roy. Vice Mr. <laughs> Roy. I think it wasn't the title; it was his name. Yeah, he he came in. He became after the original Roy died. Yeah, he, he the, would take his yeah. place. <laughs> so. And so yeah, why? so it makes no sense. And I like, think the no only reason I think the only reason he did it was because she was like, "No, you can't fucking touch my hair." Ugh. Like I feel like, or Smell maybe, well, and or then, were they just trying to like lock onto someone in the ship? Isn't isn't a viceroy someone that rules over a colony? Isn't that like specifically what I viceroy means? Honestly, haven't the first. The only I'm actual sure a viceroy is like if you're a big, if you're like a big empire and you have overseas colonies. You will appoint a viceroy to be like your person in charge of your colony. I mean, like you said, the only times I've really heard this word in context are this and Star, Star Wars. Wars Episode One. So, but okay. that was a Federation viceroy. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, what? so we're not really treating this with the seriousness. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly because it's right. fucking horrible. And there was supposed to be a a second mind rape scene in a mm. turbo shaft. Like right? you can you can see it in the trailer of On the her? movie of her. Yeah, of fucking them shit. getting in her brain again and fucking uh, fucking with her. And it's like really really upsetting. <clears throat> and there's no good. And, and and the payoff, you know, in, in terms of the arc of the script, is she gets to play Ouija board later, which is stupid. Well, yeah, I like board stupid. I like though that. Like, victim becomes victor. 
Yeah. It just doesn't... And it's not. The payoff is shit. Yeah, yeah, the payoff is shit. It happened. was disgusting. It shouldn't have existed, but I'm glad the that movie wouldn't yeah. be in all... the end, instead of making her a shrinking violet, she's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to face this horrible trauma that I went through so that I can help to... The problem is these weren't the next step. people to write that. And this also, like, if you cut those moments entirely out of the script, it would still, like, it would, there would be nothing lost. Did yeah. we leave the sex yeah. scene and just not make it go wonky? Yeah, that'd be fun. Because they were enjoying themselves and I was, I was enjoying it too. I mean, I, I honestly don't. Seriously exactly. bent out of shape and was like, what the fuck? We can cut the sex scene entirely. No offense to either of them, but I, I don't sit around thinking I want to watch those two fuck. Oh, I do. Lots of people. A lot of the time. Really? Yeah. I just feel like we were watching my parents fuck. Dude, fucking Riker can get it. It does not matter. Mm. I was going to say though that it really, it's it kind of reminds me just the whole, the whole psychic fucking bullshit thing seems totally ridiculous anyway because mm. it's kind of like the slowing down time mm. in insurrection where the you know it really didn't have any bearing on the plot it was used for one pivotal moment that you could have solved any number of other ways yep and like like the fact that the that the remans have psychic powers is never otherwise other than the rape and then the Ouija board, it's never, there's no, there's no more, like, the, their psychic abilities play no further role in this film. No. Yeah. Also, no. like, can you imagine writing yourself into a corner and thinking, well, the only way to fix this is to add some fucking mind rape. Like, what the, the fuck? Like, there's other things, like, yeah. I know it's Deanna Troy, I know it's well established in the show that every, t- every time, she just gets violated, that's just the character. Constantly. But, like, really, we didn't need it in this movie, and no. there, you could have had, you could have had, a, even, you could even involve her, because, I, you know, it's nice that she plays a part in the film i guess uh, more than bev but you could at least uh that's a theme. you know you could have her still be the person that's affected by the psychic ability but maybe uh you know it doesn't have to Remove be a sex the fucking crime. rape yeah. Yeah. yeah or if you really want you know again not to take away from serious doing things but like you got before on board mm-hmm. his whole point is that he's like a mole mm-hmm. like he sleeper agent yeah if you really reference? <laughs> oh no although he was in that movie which yes Carl was 2002 I checked awesome but, but if oh. they really need to find a way to like you know, you want to replace the Ouija board scene <laughs> go <laughs> into B4's brain and be like oh there is some yeah. information locked away I'll tell you what bothers me about this this th- whole thing is there should not be a rape scene on no. Star Trek. No, no, there shouldn't. We had too many of the them reason, as it is. Exactly, yeah. and it's not the first uh, one. That's like the worst part. Yeah, you know? and even even if you even if you want to say you know it's turnabout and she gets her revenge, this show is not set up as an exploitation movie. Yeah, no. Now I just I just happened to see Pulp Fiction last night at, at Somerville Theater. And oh, like, speaking of rape. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. And and you know, yeah. in an exploitation movie, oh, yeah. like the you know the the focus is on the on the transcendence and on the you know the 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 payback is delivered as artfully as the violence mm. or more artfully, and that that just doesn't happen in Star Trek. Now, are you all familiar with the uh, the line Riker was supposed to have said? Uh, Don't worry, hell is dark. Yes. Uh, that I'm was glad cut. they cut it. I'm, me too, but they cut it because he was supposed to have said this to the, the Viceroy. As, and, as well, he was kicking him in the face. Yeah. Mm. By the way, bridge. by the way, this movie is so bad, it took me halfway through the battle to realize it was the Viceroy that he was fighting. <laughs> but, Did uh, you think it was just a random Riemann? I thought it was a random Riemann, yeah. 
But uh, Random Riemann is the name of my new band. <laughs> is it like a uh, bare naked ladies said, cover band? <laughs> what they said was we can't have uh, Riker say that. It will be it would be like him taking pleasure in killing his enemy. Yeah, I saw but that. But taking pleasure in killing his enemy is what exploitation's about. It's what that Troy revenge scene would have been about, an exploitation movie. Star Trek isn't an exploitation movie. That and is... there there is there there and that means there's something really ugly and vicious at the core of this film. Yeah. That that just ruins everything else. Well, and there's as you point out like another problem with that whole sequence is it's like it's because it's Riker kicking the shit out of the Viceroy, yes. it's like... Oh, he would have the most pleasure fucking that guy up after but when not he just that, though. Wife. It's like, that's the problem. It's like... Yeah, we don't connect it. We it's like you... Point. It's not Deanna getting revenge for what happened to her. It's her husband getting revenge for what happened to her. Which God. sort of emphasizes this whole outmoded notion of, like, the woman being the man's property. Yeah. And like, I, feel, I feel like they think they're like, okay, we tied up the Deanna thing when she played fucking seance scene. Yeah. Exactly. She's all set now. We don't need any more from her. Yeah, exactly. It maybe would have been better, even though it would have kind of come out of nowhere, but fuck it, this movie's not good. If <laughs> Troy was just beating the shit out of him. She did sure. fucking cling on Tai Chi yeah, back she in be- the day. she beat the shit out of the violator guy from violation. Yeah. That what might do y'all been a... think of the Argo? Our dick is done talking about assault. I don't know. That scene was an assault on good taste. Uh, that was terrible. I apologize. Yeah. Well, anyway. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just don't like the rationality for it. Of like, why have a little rover on the on the surface when you could just fly places or transport wherever you need to or go? Like, or the fact that they act like it's fucking. New tech, like oh, mm. I've been dying to try the Argo. Yeah. It's literally the a fucking buggy. dune buggy. <laughs> I don't know if this is true because it's the internet and you never know. But I remember reading once that supposedly they put that scene in because Stewart had taken up like dune buggying recently oh, as a yeah. hobby. You told me about that, and like he was like, "Can we have a dune buggy scene?" And they were like, "Fuck it, why not?" He looks good doing it. He does. Yeah. Data looks good wearing those glasses, so I was fine with that. I just think that I also saw like the way they tried to rationalize why it was there. It was like, oh yes, this is for planets that have like storms or gravitronic <laughs> problems that would make it hard to use a shuttle. And yeah, sand. that's what it is. But they still needed a shuttle to get it to the planet. Like, that's not part of it. But it was also that the transporter would have been wonky because of <laughs> some kind of static interference per the use. But I also hate that they just so blindly break the prime directive they for no reason. They all over it. Couldn't they have just transported the pieces directly from the surface? No, no, they the said ship? the transporter was in the... <laughs> oh, of, the... <laughs> right, yes, of course. Maybe yeah. they figured having this, you know, this uh, pre-industrial society finding... Uh, all the data parts would have be been more worse. damaging than seeing a dune buggy. A dune buggy. You know that they, they have had, dune buggy. They already had, but then the dune buggy drives off into a cliff a, yeah. into a spaceship. <laughs> then again, maybe it's just a really nice plane. That's true. That's also possible. All right. I, unfortunately, you wrote those fuckers out of their corner. You prick. Still that, sucks though. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's a dumb, 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 dumb. Dumb scene, but dumb, like, dumb, dumb, the thing also the fucking the the freaking the saturation and contrast in that yeah. scene. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. awful, terrible. Yeah, that was weird. It's like they, they wanted it to look like an alien planet when they were just in somewhere California. You know what alien planets in Star Trek look like? Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, just like own it. just just 
fuck with the, um, you know, the post-processing color thing. Like, all it makes it look like is that they fucked up with the shutter on the camera. Yeah. yeah you know, it's like, it's oh, like God, we left the whatever open yeah. too much. Yeah, cinematographer goofed that day, so we didn't feel like going back out to reshoot it. What is it they say in Austin Powers? Isn't it amazing how the oh. English countryside looks nothing like Southern California? <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps coming back to Austin Powers. I know. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in the air. Yeah, um, so in that scene, we, we discover B4, mm-hmm. who's Beef whore. here. Who's a, who's a Beef whore. Who is, who Wendy is, from Wendy. is a thing now. And now yeah. we're stuck yeah. with B4. And Data decides to put his memories in him because that's a good idea. Why would you fucking do that? You just found it just doesn't this make thing. any sense. It was to try to jumpstart his... It was his but doesn't he see that just because they look the same and they're structurally the same doesn't mean they're the same person? He sees that later in the same fucking movie. See, it comes... <laughs> it's so called Shakespearean. It comes down to, like Jake was saying... <laughs> I like, love you just, so much, Carl. <laughs> it's so that if they had made another film... They could have had Data show up and just be like, "Ah, Mister Four. No, no, it's Data now. But yeah. Brent Double wanted to up. stop. Brent wanted to but stop see, doing the, these. The writers thought surely. But Brent was writing this. Surely, well, he was one of the co-writers. I'm doing a lot of yelling, and I apologize you know, to the listeners. They were just no, like, Ames has become right. Chris and Jake. They were like, look, we're going to make you put this in, Brent. Just deal with it. Because they were thinking, surely if we make another one of these, if we back up a big enough truck of money to his house. Yes. I I have a thing. Uh, Logan and Spiner were developing the fifth TNG movie immediately after this. But the, because Nemesis failed very, very hard, mm. they, uh, the, the studio fucking a, imagine the studios put a pin in that right mm. hard. And just like they, was it going to be the search yeah. for data? I'm sure, I don't know if it would have been Kevin, but he would been. have been back in before, and it's probably fucking obvious. So, what's funny, too, of course, is that, you know, this will have been out for a while now by the time this goes live, but as the trailer for Picard has proven, there is enough money they were able to back <laughs> up to Brent Spiner's door. Well, now, the thing is now, because I know Spiner was concerned, like, oh man, I can't, if, I'm a, what is, how old is Spiner now? 60, 70? Yeah, old. 300. Like 300 years old? He looks great. He does. Uh, he does look great, actually. Mm. But saying, like, he doesn't look like Data in fucking season 1 TNG for certain. Well, yeah, um, I mean, sure. But now, in in modern day, we have enough technology to make him look close enough, a little uncanny valley, but it's appropriate, and I'm okay with that. Now his head looks like a basketball. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, is, in gosh. fact, 70 this year. Wow, looks dude. He does. God, why are all the greats getting so fucking old? Because that's how time so works. sad. I know, fucking but I time. fucking hate it. Let's go to let's go to I the will... Baku planet. <laughs> Soon, all that's gonna be left no. is the Youngs. Fuck those people. I will say uh, to say something positive. I, I thought his performance was good in this movie. Yeah, and he seems to have pulled back a little bit from the chaos of the emotion chip. Oh, era. thank God! And, he, uh, is he still wearing the emotion chip? I know last they episode didn't they took it. Last he episode, said he in, didn't in, feel anything specifically. Yeah, in, in Insurrection, when he went crazy, I remember them yeah. saying like, "Oh yeah, is the emotion chip acting up?" And Jordy <laughs> says he's not wearing it. Yeah, which is funny. So in Generations, it fuses into his system. And he can't stop laughing like a in fucking first, <laughs> In First Contact, he can turn uh-huh. it on and off at will. And, and mm-hmm. Borg Queen can turn it on and off at will. Yeah. <laughs> and by Insurrection, he can apparently just remove it and leave it behind if he feels like it. So, like... The writers were like, enough. We want original data. Mm-hmm. We, we, we know how to write for that. Yeah. 
But I approve of, I feel like towards the end, Data starts to look at B4 the way you might look like a puppy that you can't house train. Mm. Or like you're a living, him. yeah, or like a living yearbook picture. Data that you're has embarrassed of. Data has old yellered all his brothers <laughs> mm-hmm. and his really daughter. Although, he old yellers like, all of his kin. You know, yeah, so something sad. really disappointed me. Given the special effects budget for this movie, they couldn't have made B4's pupils clothes. Mm. Well, like Lors did. Yeah, it's yeah, established that dumb. when you turn them off, their pupils close. I honestly, that made me so sad, that scene, and I really, like, this This film did not deserve that strong of a, an emotional reaction for me, but I honestly felt a little choked up. Mm. I was like, how long is indefinitely? Oh, well, it's a very long time, Spider, brother, or whatever the fuck he says. And I'm just like, oh. Spider did a really good job of playing the characters as different. Oh, yeah. And really giving B4 this wide-eyed innocence. Yeah. That made they that played them dumb. The whys at the beginning were a little much, but they yes. pulled Why? back from that almost immediately. It was like a toddler, and I was Shut like, up, no, Alexander. that's too much. <laughs> um, Father. Uh, hey, OG, what are you doing here? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, here's another thing that's fucking irritating. <laughs> Why the fuck is Worf here? Uh, he's going to see the wedding. He could be at the wedding. Why is he on the ship? Because they were on cool. their way to the second wedding on Beta Z. Why is he in, on duty? He's the... Oh, okay. Spoilers! Hey, I'm just saying, there's no reason for him to be in this movie. No, well, there's a reason because... I mean, there's a reason for him to be there. He could be there and he could be... And it could be just like, Oh, Worf, I'm glad you were able to get off of your duties as a... And now you can... now you too late, asshole. The damage is done. Now you can come... You came to the wedding. Yes, I've been very busy as the... Here's what I'm really upset about with Worf being there at the beginning. is He is talking about going to the Beta Z, the wedding on Beta Z, where everyone will be naked. And Worf says, I don't want to go. I don't want to be naked. I refuse. And Picard says, you're going to do it anyway. And I'm really, really uncomfortable with that. Worf's not, yeah. I mean, Picard's not even his captain, so yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. Picard's really uh, You can't force someone to be naked if they don't want to. Um, I mean, you shouldn't, anyway, that's for sure. No. Uh, what I didn't like about Worf in this movie was that they fucking... I, as we were watching it, I, I said, oh, doesn't, does his voice seem deeper to you? And Carl said... The director, Stuart Baird, lowered his voice in post-production. Uh, Stuart Baird seem seems alien. like a piece of fucking work. You know what I heard? I don't yeah. know if this is true. I, I, I think I read at one point that Stuart Baird had never seen an episode of Star Trek Correct. before. Yeah. yeah. I know there's, there's a lot of Marina Sirtis like fucking ragging on him. Being, I mean, yeah. She's called him like an idiot. She called mm. him a complete idiot. Being like, yeah, he didn't know... What we were doing, he called LeVar Burton Laverne. <gasps> yeah. He thought Jordy was supposed to be an alien. Well, it's the it's the eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah, he and he and, and him but, being an ignorant shit and he that never, didn't do it. <laughs> research. Obviously. He like never asked for for help from anyone, even though you know you got Jonathan Frakes right there who's directed he, twice he, now. He a white man. Guessing? Oh, I'm sure. English. And it, it really oh. shows. I mean, he the directed... The white man. He had never seen a black person before. And Probably that's why not. he thought Jordy was an alien. Yeah, the only reason he directed this <laughs> oh, was because hey. Paramount owed him a favor. Right. Which is New stupid. And it really shows. I mean, this this movie... You know, there's stuff in this that you could make. You know, Troy and Breaker Wedding. Uh, you know, Data... But, like, they, they just plunk this Picard Shinzon stuff right in the middle of it. And it really is like, it's like being in a house where the center of it is like completely different than any other. Mm. Like there's, 
some beams have been replaced. I'm not a carpenter. I have totally no idea how to put this analogy together. But it's like... <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> you can tell the, the part... It's The tone of this movie is not mixed in. Mm. There's like this this one thing and just other stuff around it. Yeah. Berman wanted work. Berman wanted Nicholas Meyer to come in and, and, and direct, but John yeah. Logan made a big fuss being like, oh, Nicholas Meyer wants to make script changes and I don't want him to. What was Ooh, Nick might have who did uh, two, and, two six. and six? Yeah. The good ones. The, good ones. the yeah. best ones, other than four. Yeah. So apparently I found a... This article here, trailer music. Apparently, the the Marina Sirtis calling him an idiot story is specifically from um, uh, Star Trek Destination London in two thousand. Uh, I don't know. Within the last decade. Good for her. And Michael Dorn was sort of trying to be um, diplomatic. <laughs> he goes, "Well, you know, it was the end." How was, how unlike Worf? He goes, "We knew it was the end, but it wasn't like, oh my god, it was sort of like yeah, it was a tough shoot, and a lot of different things were happening." Apparently, Sirius goes, "Oh come on, say it." The director was an idiot. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Marina, yeah. I love her. I do love her. A well, lot. who can yeah. fucking blame her? I would be fucking bullshit too. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. What is it? Season three of fucking I know. And TNG apparently again? He, apparently he was also like really, really upset that they cut that second mind rape scene. So. And her fourth uh. breast. <laughs> that was, no, that was Roddenberry. No, I know. I'm just like... <laughs> and this is such a, a class... You know, I, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to the Mission Log podcast. No. My, my second favorite Star Trek podcast. Uh, thank you. What's your, they, what's your uh, favorite? You're like, star, not this a one. Star to steer her by. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> but they have an interview with Marina Sirtis that is really fantastic. And Gates McFadden as well. Nice. And they both have interesting things to say about like how this was to work on. This movie and, in particular? Or uh, just... Star Trek in general. Okay. But I, it's it's really clear in both cases like they had good actresses that they didn't bother writing for. No, they didn't. They never have. What did Bev... Did, we kept being surprised when Bev was in this movie. I know. Yeah. And Troy, like she's she was supposed to be like a sexy like like you know her roots are like the uh, the Delian I I can't remember but there was she was the Betazoids are like a, a sexual species but like everything sexy about the actress they cast was like re- repressed down oh the, and like, like the Deltons and TMP Deltons thank you thank you and it's and it's like it you know it's like repress your accent Marina uh, repress your personality. Okay, now you're. But show you're your, be, but show those tits. Yeah, and bring out the spandex. It, it's it's so stupid, and sad. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, it it is very clear. Just you know, I mean, I guess we can kind of do this as a retrospective on the TNG as a whole now because we, you know, all all of the TNG content that we're going to get has happened. Well, I mean, we don't know that, but well, until Picard, we yeah. assume. Yeah. Actually, and there is one I more. There is one more of... partial TNG episode to come, but that's not for a while. Oh, I think, and I think Picard will kind of be more its own thing. I don't think there'll be a lot of comparison. No, Picard but I, yeah. So anyway, so I think we can close, kind of close the book on TNG, and I, I would agree that they really see. I'm tying it off. By I the see. Way. I see. I'm you're to... losing. You're losing a lot more rods. I know. Jake is working on more on his placement. <laughs> I'm trying to fix it now. Yeah, we've said this for a long time, that they royally fucked the female characters on this show from yep. day one. Yep. Denise Crosby's character, Yar, was probably the one that had the most potential, Yeah, but was executed so poorly. And, and, exe- and, and then executed, executed and so poorly. Yeah. And then executed, well, she was executed because the actress was like, Well, you know I know, what, that, this, was, this, that was on her for being a dum-dum. But. Yeah. Well, it was also on them for not writing her. Yeah, if they had written that character better... Leave. If they had given her, you know, more interesting things to do and didn't just make her a man in a woman's body, which is basically how the the character was written, you know, it might have been, she might have stuck around to do more interesting shit. 
Like you don't you can you can write strong female characters out just you know without just writing them as 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 men basically. Well, yeah, but I mean, couldn't you argue that writing a woman as a man is like the best writing you'd ever probably get? Because, because that means because, that you're just writing them like fucking people. Because people are much better at writing them. Because men think, are just default I, people. Well, right, I guess. No, I think I think you can certainly write a strong female character who is feminine and who has... Loves you, chocolate. Go female on. traits and, you know, uh, and you know is, is strong and does badass shit and is not just... Xena warrior princess. Xena warrior princess no I mean I'd argue that characters like Dax where they actually actively are like no yeah she used to be a man yeah that's kind of how they well, we'll yeah, I'm lampshade looking, that looking one. forward to talking about her in DS9 she's going to be interesting so I decided here is another good example like DS9 does have really good strong female characters I'm yeah. looking forward to talking about well and we've always said that our problem was with Troy the character Troy I'm an empath, not <laughs> well, yeah. Maria Sirtis herself. No, no, Maria Sirtis is a, is a treasure. But... So, according to the IMDb, Stuart Baird is mostly an editor. Yes. And has actually been an editor on some movies I love. Uh, he was an editor on both Skyfall and Casino Royale. Oh, both very good. The original Superman. Oh, wow, Demolition oh, Man. So he's an old fuck as well. Now, yeah. now, do editors make good directors? No, because here are his three <laughs> yep. directing credits. <laughs> Nemesis, which we just watched. We did. Wicked good. Next. 1998's U.S. US Marshals, a mediocre sequel to a beloved film. What's it a sequel to? Uh, The Fugitive. I don't know. And Executive Decision, a middling 1996 action movie starring uh, Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. Oh, and Halle Berry. There's a great actor. A woman. I was gonna guess Michael Douglas. So oh, actually, Kurt Russell's that's John Leguizamo. I like him. Oliver Platt. They're a decent cast. You oh, like John Wong. Leguizamo? Yeah, he's a good actor in the right film. Yeah, I guess he is. Hey, Len Carew. Anyway, you know, probably not a good movie because it's a Steven Seagal movie, and his movies aren't good. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Steven Seagal? Do you mean this guy? What? what? Do you mean the, the director, or do you mean... No, no, sorry, the Steven actor. Seagal. You actually mean Steven Seagal. I mean yeah. Steven Seagal. He was directed a Steven Seagal movie, therefore that movie was crappy. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and this is kind of emblematic of the whole movie, I think, too, because it's, you know, it's not the worst idea to bring in an action director to shake things up, but it's it's bad action. It's badly paced. Yeah. It's mediocre action. You know, this, a lot was said at the time about this movie being for the fans. Oh, really? Fans. Yeah. But what it's so fans? dumb Which ones was it for the for? fans. They were like, if it were, all right. If it were for the fans, make it about the characters and not just about Picard. Exactly. And, and instead of the characters, they were we're like, all right, what episodes should we rip off? Uh, Bloodlines. We'll take stuff from Bloodlines. <laughs> I've got a lot of uh, Bloodlines. Uh, Time Zero. We got Data. Oh. We got da- pieces Data's of Data. Head. We're picking Data's up Data's head. head. Uh, Only Sam Clemens had been there. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like we said this during first contact, didn't we? First contact. Weren't we just making jokes about? No. Insurrection, we Mark were talking Twain about how it back? had ripped off a bunch of movies. Yeah. Uh, right. All the movies had a rip off episode. Yeah, but yeah, this, wow. This one yeah. Insurrection Especially pretty, pretty heinous. Egregious. What's interesting is that we were talking last week on Insurrection. I don't know. You just first contact ripping off Best of Both Worlds? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's more a proper follow up yeah. as opposed yeah. to a rip off. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm, I'm being a pest. This episode will not have gone live yet, Carl, so you will not have heard our Insurrection talk. But I was saying last week about how fucking interminable 
insurrection feels, and it is apparently the shortest of the TNG movies. Yeah, it's like an hour. It's like an hour forty. Really? Okay. Hour forty-five. So it's it's really quite short, but it just feels like it doesn't end. For me, what this was was like like during insurrection, I felt like, is this over yet? With this one, it was more, it was over. Has it started yet? Is what I was thinking most of the time. (laughs) True. But by the time it ended, this one ended, I was just like, wow, that was a bit of a slog, wasn't it? But I had to like kind of sit through it to realize it. Whereas Mm -hmm. Insurrection was just like, yeah. This sort of made me think, wow, you know, I'm really glad to see the backside of TNG. Glad that's over. Which is, like, sucky. That's how I felt about, like, the later seasons, too, though. It just sucks that, in both cases, the send-off is like, okay, good, thank you, we're done. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, this one definitely... Couldn't wait to this, see the fucking like, back where, of this. Where I feel like Star Trek Six very perfectly yeah, that was, wrapped oh, up mm-hmm, the absolutely. original series era, this film just is an abomination. Well, I don't know, if did, they, did they know it was going to be the wrap-up? This one? Yeah. Well, no, you said that they were already planning I mean, another film, right? I don't know, though, because if you think about it, they end this movie with the death of Data, which, you know, obviously they... They they, they, they left the door wide yeah, open. They, uh, they're, they're hedging there. But then, you know, you have Riker and Troy mm-hmm. going off on their own ship. I would have liked to have seen like the, the, that series, honestly. Like the it's gang, a series of novels now. The gang Is splits it? up. Mm-hmm. I'd read that. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that this was... Designated to be the end. Was it mentioned that um, that Crusher was supposed to be going elsewhere? That got cut. That, yeah, got that cut? was cut okay. in the cutscene. Where is she supposed to go? Starfleet Medical. Hmm. Like um, teaching or? No, didn't say. But yeah, so like and, you know, and evidently uh, you know, and, and Worf. Worf is warping. Worf is whatever back. happened in yeah. DS Nine. Worf, no, Worf is just whatever is called for in the plot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I think Worf is a, actually a pioneer in the gig economy. <laughs> he's got his his post DS nine gig, but he can still come in and consult with Picard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's should, like yeah. it's like Uber for Klingons. Exactly. Like, I need a Klingon. Boop boop. There's one. Probably has some other stuff going on too. I mean, I can agree that that having a, a Star Trek film without Michael Dorn would would or Star Trek Next Generation film with Michael Dorn would suck. But I feel like there's a way they could have worked it in where they would have made more sense. It's very cynical. Yeah, but this whole movie is. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the end. The end. Because I'm the end I'm, takes about an hour. I'm left so cold by the end because it's like it's you know Picard goes over there, beats up Shinzon for a while, and it's you know it's the choreography of an old man and a dying man. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, movie. Um, but not before Picard. Like the the fucking. The, the, what are they called? The Remans. Mm. You know, they're built up as like, oh, they're these warriors. They're they're trained from birth to be fucking fighters. And they got fucking stormtrooper aim. Well, wait, but yeah. also not these ones. <laughs> these ones were in fucking mines. They're probably what you do, all sickly and Yeah, what you do is you turn the, turn the lights crew. up bright and they'll yeah. be blinded and you can kill them. Yeah. They're mm. basically bats. <laughs> Throw some garlic at them while you're at it. Some crosses. But yeah, watching this, it's like you, you can see they're trying to do like the Spock sacrificing himself thing. It is but, not as but good. But the, the Spock sacrificing himself thing is is really really meaningful, and you're also there for it. Mm, yeah. Like the fact that like Picard left just as he was realizing what was going on. Jordy doesn't even say goodbye. Fuck you. They Jordy. shared a meaningful glance. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, they should have touched dicks. Yes. And Maybe they did off camera. Yeah, that's that must be it. They, cut scene. And then you just watch Data shoot the thing and blow up, and it's like you don't have the connection like you do. 
like I said, his like his face should have like kind of blown off and smacked into the that would have you know no that would have been that would have been, been like cartoonish when the, when the guy hits off the this whole movie is Titanic. It would have been like when they hit the fucking exploding guy in RoboCop. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> Our about. Our toxic sludge guy. That, that's it, the that best. is great. No, that's perfect. Yeah, and I good. No. I was gonna say Data should have when he jumped out of the ship, he should have flown down the um the barrel of one of the the, the weapons. Mm. So then when they fired it, it would be just like when. Bugs Bunny puts his finger in the end of Elmer <laughs> Fudd's gun. It would blow the ship up. It goes backwards and uh, some reading just winds up with gunpowder all over his face. Just that's blinking. All, that's all that happens. Yeah. Blink, blink. Um, Better movie. You're not wrong. Yeah, I just... I think also, though, like, this is... You can't really compare this to what happens with Spock because he gets that beautiful... Yeah. Speech. Yeah, and he gets a send off. Yeah. Yeah. Data, like Data, shows up after. He gets an actual funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Data, Data shows up after Picard has already done all the killing of everyone. Yeah. So he doesn't even help. Yeah. He doesn't even break and necks Picard like we know he likes there. to do. Picard is just there having a crisis of, oh no, I've just killed the other me. Well, no, you haven't, Picard. No, Not you fucking all. haven't. Get up and turn off the machine. God damn it, Jordy, build another transporter rig. Mm. Oh my fucking god. Well, also just compare the the fu- like the funeral scenes, right? So you know the wine scene. Spock got fucking bagpipes. He got bagpipes. Yeah. He got a very very good speech from Shatner, and uh, he got blasted out of the torpedo. Data gets he was whistling some song. He couldn't he was, whistle yeah. for shit. <laughs> he could, was whistling a song I don't even remember. It was the Fuck funniest shit Although, I ever saw in my life. And I want to say it's obviously a reference, but considering who made this, it might just be a coincidence. To Absent what, Friends. Wait, what was yeah. the reference? To Absent Friends. But that's from Star Trek 3 anyway. It is, but when he's still dead. True. When they when they gather in Kirk's apartment in Star Trek 3, the toast he starts with two absent friends. Oh. Yeah. Jake made a comment when I was first watching this movie when Troy is, you know, starts b- burst into tears and starts crying. And Jake says, well, that's because she's an empath and she's feeling all the emotions in the room. Mm. Did you know, Caitlin, that uh, Troy's an empath? I've heard that she's an empath. She is Picard's <laughs> There's conscience. a lot of show, yeah. not a lot of tell on that, but I have, I mean, no, tell, not a lot of show. You know what I mean. <laughs> Whatever I said, strike that, reverse it. You know how this movie should have ended? Any other Better? Way. After, you know, after the whole scene. And then I found five dollars. And then, and then, and <laughs> yes. then, like, after Picard talks to, talks to B4, he gets called Captain Picard to the transporter room. He goes out of the transporter room, and a completely naked Majel Barrett beams aboard. End of movie. I'm here for the wedding! <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not gonna lie, better ending. <laughs> no, I really liked before singing the song. The end, yeah. the ending oh, there. God, so many yeah. feels. The again. ending moment was good. The ending overall was stupid yeah. because, like, I look at it and I'm like, we've seen, you know, you all know you've only got the one transporter patch, but we've seen many times. We've seen in Star Trek Four when Catherine Hicks, I forget her character's fucking name, Jerry Taylor, no, something Taylor, uh, Jillian. Jillian Taylor, Taylor, yes, good, good one. Jumps on Kirk and yeah. gets beamed with him. It's like, <laughs> movie. It happens in the Enterprise incident with the commander yeah. and uh, yeah. Spock. It happens yeah. a lot, well, constantly, frankly. Oh, we only made one, and it's a, it's a test. Yeah. Mm. It, it also, I mean, it, it is also possible for Geordi to to give Data multiple. Uh, one person transporters. Nope. He only had space in that port for one. Well, he could have shoved the other one up his ass. 
<laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff up that ass. So much. Well, yeah, because then he could have just used that little pokey thing they used on B4 to set it off. He just keeps Boop. treats for spot. He just drops trout and goes, poop, poop, poop. No. Like one of those no, no, no. reindeer jelly bean dispensers. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about those. Oh, my God, Jake, please make me a 3D printed data that I can push down on and it'll shit out a jelly bean. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So do we think Yikes. V4 is going to take care of Spot now? There was a cut scene that uh, Worf gets stuck with Spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and does he then tell him that he's a pretty cat? Obviously, he is a pretty cat. But I, you I know, will feed him. No, but I think it would just be nice like if in Data's memory he kind of softens real quickly and Aww. goes, You are a good cat and a pretty cat. I like hmm. it. I like it a lot. That would have been a much better ending. Good ending. I wrote yeah. it. No, but, but Stuart Baird cut it out, didn't he? Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, no, he really fucked with our script names. Ours was a lot better than this. (laughs) Shitty, limey prick. (laughs) Jesus. Shitty, uh, limey prick. I personally feel like the the wake scene, I I think that if that had gone on for like maybe four or five minutes, it might have been good. Just in the sense of we can have some time to to s- stay with these characters, yeah. tell their stories, you know, a little bit, you know, it's di- it would have been different from you know Wrath of Khan certainly, yeah. But like, if, if this is the end of Next Gen, you know, let's let's have some some character work because the 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 end was not good, but it was better than the middle. Yeah, well, they could have cut like trimmed some of that yeah, endless they, battle. They had cut yes. about. Four hours out of the battle scene. <laughs> <laughs> they could yeah. use some of that for the, the end. The battle I was agree. longer than the whole movie somehow. The battle is still going on. It's like a TARDIS. It just, <laughs> there's, there's more scene on the, on the inside, inside of the movie. Let I, this be your last battlefield. Or... Oh, God. <laughs> That's what could have made it better. That's a species we need to see more of. thought they were the last two of their kind. Are they? I don't know. I think that was the implication. They got back to their world. Yeah, well, good riddance. Their fucking they people destroyed are themselves. They destroyed themselves. They were super racist. That was a terrible movie. It was. Um, what else? Uh, I, have, I have one more note. How the fuck does the Romulan system work? Which system? Because we see to the two planets. Are there two planets? Is one a moon? Are they like no, planets? They show, they that, showed oh, they them, they were, no, they showed them both They're orbiting just, the sun. They have very close orbits. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't so. think. I, I, I think. I don't think it would actually work. No, because they were like they like they showed them passing within like a planet's distance of each other. Yeah, it doesn't in make which sense. like and Romulus was the bigger of the planet, so it, pro- it would have just captured. Yeah. Also, I don't think you would have. A tidally locked planet on the outside orbit of a orbiting of a rotating. That's planet. true. The tidally locked planets are tend those, to be those, very very those close. Those are close. Yeah, to like the Mercury star. is. And I guess Remus is smaller, so maybe I. It still doesn't make sense though because they're so. I mean, at least in that graphic that they showed, they were very close. Maybe that was exaggerated, but no, because they actually show like a flyby of the two planets at the beginning. Yeah, you could see one from the other like clearly. Yeah, it's that's doesn't make any like sense. Like one, like one was the like I, I first thought Remus was the moon of Romulus when we first see them pan in. Yeah, and and then you show the thing later and say, oh no, wait, that's that's also, a, another did we, orbit. Did we what? at all address the fact that the fucking planets are Romulus and Remus? No, we don't have to because it's stupid and dumb. Well, I God thought that we didn't we talk about this a long time ago back in TOS times. Although apparently, because I was skimming the article on Remus right now, it was originally labeled. As Romulus and Romia, R O M I I, Romia, 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 Romia. So originally it was not Romulus and Remus, but they said, "Eh, fuck it." Uh, Let's just do the dumb thing. It's so dumb. 
I, I guess that might have been a universal translator decision. Mm. They were like, oh, you yeah, know, this, this everything race, we blame on the universal translator. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Like, yeah. Like Can we blame a, yeah. all of this script on the universal translator? Yeah, they actually put it in uh, Google Translate. And... and then my next question, therefore, is when the Romulans went back when they were on Vulcan and they were leaving Vulcan to go become Romulans and do the do the thing. Why would they pick this planet if the system is already inhabited? Maybe that's why they picked it. Because they, they wanted to they enslave want, the Remans? They wanted to subjugate these people. Yikes. Wait, I always just assumed the Remans were Romulans who'd been shoved onto Remus and just evolved differently because of I it. Don't think, I don't I think, I don't think that. that I don't think well, they got were, little pointy ears. Yeah, well, every species has pointy ears. They True. I, think, I don't think so. I think they were a pre-existing race that was... Subjugated by the Romulans because I don't huh. think the Romulans have existed for long enough to have evolved a whole other branch of the species. True, but they show doesn't always understand how evolution works. And, it, and it's a true shame that Spock's unification plan didn't work out at all. Probably mm, not, <laughs> especially Where since we fucking killed Sarek for that. Oh, bullshit! Hell yeah. Yeah. In the fullness of time, how do you all feel about the Romulans as villains? Since this is the end of their timeline, they're kind of all over the place. I don't care for them. Their schemes are always like really diabolical and but never seem to work. Yeah, what are those? What's a what's the mouse trap called? What's a mouse trap? Oh, a um, Goldberg. Yeah, that's exactly what all their plans fucking are. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've never. Uh, I think they're, they're piss poor villains. In, I think in TOS they were really good villains, and in the two episodes they, they forgot how to write them. Yeah. And they became ridiculous in a way that I sometimes love and sometimes yeah. just want to smash my face have, into a wall. There have been some really good Jesus. Romulans. I really like that Romulan commander from the place of the enemy. I liked her. I liked the guy yeah. from the Pegasus. He was great. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah. The, defect, the defector and the enemy are both great, but those yeah. are also not about Romulan schemes. They're just about like a couple of particular Romulans. The Enterprise yeah. incident is good, too. It is. Let's get one of the two. Yeah, that's right. One of the two TOS ones. I think I think I agree with with that. I think you named all my favorite Romulan stuff because they they seem to work best as individuals. They do. That's true. And this is like when one of the million things that bugged me about this movie is like Shinzon turns the Senate to stone. P.S. That happened. Of course. <laughs> uh, Certain Senate to stone, and and like there's no talk of like how are we going to keep the populace in line now that their Senate has been turned to stone. Yeah, he just They're takes just sort over. Of, yeah. Yeah, like, and and the but people don't seem to care. I feel like there's probably more time than the film makes it seem like between the opening sequence and the Enterprise, oh, like in the make, wedding. That would make sense. Like I feel like there's got to be at least a couple of months minimum that in I would, there. Yeah. They, it, it's not conveyed, but yeah, I no. think that would make sense. When we first see that scene, and it's uh, Senator Talura, the woman who leaves the. The what's it fucking called? The, whatever the MacGuffin radiation the, machine. Yeah, the the horrible face stone making machine. She leaves that on the table and says, "Oh, I've got to go have a meeting with the Tellerites or some bullshit." Uh, no, the um, oh, Jake, you theologians. No, the the spider bastards. Uh, yeah, no, it was the uh, Tholians. Tholians. Yeah, yeah, and she just walks out, and I'm like, "Where the?" Because I assumed later she was the same character as Donatra, because mm. I don't. I can't tell human beings apart, or Romulans apparently. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this woman? Why is she, like, it was partners really confusing. with them? Yeah. She does show up briefly in, like, a group shot later. It's like an insurrection when you say, why is the Federation in in cahoots with the, with the Sona? They're, they're fucking morons. Yeah. They're well, you bad also have, people. Like that, oh, so there's Dinatra, there's then there's the other military guy that kind of repeatedly challenges... And nothing becomes comes of that storyline. That's yeah. true. He was never dispatched. No. 
Yeah, we just get we just see them like, oh man, do we was this a good idea? But then you never see more of them until you get Donatra saying, "I'm gonna fight with you." Mm-hmm. Oops, I did it wrong. But, yeah, so it sounds like you know, so Shinzon and his team of Remans are kind of like war heroes, right? Because they say that in the briefing that they were they were in the during the during the war they were they fought many battles and never lost. So it's kind of like Julius Caesar type character. Well, that mm-hmm. makes sense for a Romulan. So very Shakespearean. Yes. <laughs> and then he, you know, and so he has the support of the military, I guess, and to do his little coup. Yeah, he had at least sort of Good. some members of the military. Yeah, decent amount of members of the military. I was going to say, he forgot to have someone, someone whispering in his ear to remind him that he was mortal. Well, he had, you know, his constant stomach cramps to remind him that he was mortal. Hey. And his head veins that were progressively getting grosser. I love how at first they were just obviously poorly drawn on. They were. They were really dumb. Looking. Before they became actual like three D makeup. That yep, was yep, a yep. that was a choice. Oh, you know what I didn't mention was they were considering Jude Law for the role. Hmm. Never seen him without his hair. Yeah, sure you have. They would have just let him keep the hair. I, he's just his actual hairline is receded quite. Badly. Oh, I just mean uh-huh. any hair at all. Mm, that's true. Oh man, none of us made the obvious joke we made off air. About, um... Bane? Yeah. Bane! Batman. That's because I can't actually do a good impression. No one can do a good impression. We all just do... I just go, Bane! At at one point, he's, like, talking about, you know, the darkness and this and that. And I said, you chose the darkness. I was born in it. Batman. Batman. I think it's like Schwarzenegger. Everyone does a Schwarzenegger impression. None of them are good. Everyone does a Bane impression. None of them are good. I used to actually do a slightly better Bane impression, but it was never good. Yeah, that's a dumb movie too. Oh, Oh, it sucks. Yeah, really disappointing end to a trilogy. I'm gonna get my visual aid. Okay, go get your visual aid. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Chalk it up to yourselves. Oh, this is like a game. Ames, you're amazing. This is great. Wonderful. So do we each get up and one by one place yeah. our... So this is a bad radio, but I'm going to take pictures of it and it's going to be great. Because I, I, I made a little grid so that we can all plunk our um, our movies into f- one, two, three, four, five through ten This is a delight. Place. And then we'll talk about it. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. Some of this might get cut, listeners. We'll see what actually gets said aloud during all this. Cool, cool. How do we want to start? Jake immediately just starts saying lots of racial slurs. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) cutting that. (laughs) Cunt, cunt, cunt. No, that's fine. That's fine. Leave that in. No, that was last week. Let's not go back to that. To what? Did we say cunt a lot last week? Not quite, but no, I'm not. No, shut up. All of you. Oh, that's right. I I, I, say a lot of bullshit last week. No, it was horrible. I can't remember what we said. Good. Was that the one where I said cunny? Oh no. oh no! And then I said cummies. God damn it! <laughs> I tried. You did. Oh, I didn't good. even understand that. That's what you were trying to avoid, but I appreciate it. One last look before I make this stone. Put it in Ju- stone. like it's a Romulan Senate. Ah. Yeah, that's right. All right. Wow, well, so. we have the board. Yeah, we've all filled in our board. The tape is barely going to hold, but that's okay. It's doing well enough. I'm gonna just move this one down for you, Chris, because you put it in the wrong place. <laughs> And we're back, probably, because, yeah, we ended up just kind of... We ended up getting sticker crazy. You want to put, like, a clap or something so you can see it in the wave? No, no, it'll be fine. Ah! All right. Oh, no, it's there. Literally never works. So, yeah, we got Ames board in front of us. It's a thing of beauty. Thank you, Ames. It is really nice, Mm. Ames. Uh, We had one extra sheet of paper each. Jake and I both used ours differently. 
Jake did the right thing. No, Jake, yeah, I liked, uh, well, I liked Chris's idea of using his spare piece of paper. I don't know where my spare piece of paper went. I thought I was supposed to have one. Well, I have one. I tried to make it sure we all had a backing so that the sticky, the stickiness wouldn't wear off. Yeah, you're doing the Lord's work, Ames. So, since you're first on the list, Ames, let's go through yeah, your Yeah, let's go, let's go through my, my order. Top of the to scripts. bottom or bottom to top? Preference? Bottom to top. Bottom to top? Bottom to top. And on a high note. Well, well, the... Well, what have we just been talking about for the last hour and how trashy it is? Is Nemesis, because Nemesis is fucking garbage. It's quite bad. It's really, And it's really that the fucking, oh, you're the same person thing, that even after Data, and, and, and I think Troy also had a big big thing of, oh, well, you've had different experiences, mm-hmm. it still doesn't stop being a thing of, yeah, no. oh, you're the same person, and the clone thing shouldn't have happened, so I hated it. Mm. Up there. a... Up a rung from Nemesis is three, the search for Spock, just because I hated that they undid the beautiful death of Spock for a stupid, stupid reason. Okay. Number eight is The Final Frontier, because it's bad. Number seven is Genesis, because it's bad. You mean Generations? Generations. I did this before, too, didn't I? I keep doing this. I just, J- G-E-N, that's all I wrote. So yeah. Genesis, uh, Generations, god damn it. Just because it's dull. Uh, number six, insur- Insurrection. That is I, shockingly I, high. I put very high. I real I enjoyed most of Insurrection. There were a lot of stupid parts, and it's flawed, but compared to this other trash, I would be much more likely to watch Insurrection than any of that. Uh, what I'm more likely to watch than Insurrection, though, is the mo- the motion picture, just because it's, it's a nice movie. If you watch it on, like, maybe one and a half speed. Yeah, it could have used another pass in the editing bay, but... Yeah, and my one through four, they're all actually very close in, in theory, but the... I, that, I, that's the hardest part of the top ones, because they're all so within spinning of distance. Yeah, because I, I consider the, the four... What is that? Undiscovered Country and Wrath of Khan very, very close, and I think I just switched them yesterday in my mm. overall list. Uh, but number four is Undiscovered Country, number three is Twok, uh, and then we get to the, my, my tops of the tops... Uh, number two, Voyage Home with the wheels. Love it. Perfect, perfect. Baby fucking wheels. Perfect balance of, of comedy and sci-fi. Number one is First Contact because I just fucking love it. And uh, at the very, very top, that's not, not, it's so high up over this list that it's not even on the board as Galaxy Quest. <laughs> but I'm Shane. Listeners, yeah. I will not be naming Galaxy Quest in my list because it's not fucking canon. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's right. I support this, man. <laughs> okay, uh, number 10, The Search for Spock. Bad. Bad Savick. Yeah. Bad bringing back Spock after his beautiful death, as you mentioned. And then Ponfar? <laughs> Too much. Yeah, David? Yeah, it's shit. Well, that was all right. That was fine, but... <laughs> I have had enough of you! I really wish that... No, no, that... enough of is together. Ah. Uh. I have had enough of you. It's great. It's classic. It's great. I wish that uh, Riker would have had something similar whilst getting yeah. the Viceroy in the no, face. No, that would have been good. Number that nine was, was Nemesis mm-hmm. because it's shit. Number eight was Insurrection because it's also shit but slightly less bad shit. Number seven was Generations. I honestly almost put it, I almost swapped it with six and six is the motion picture, which is also shit. <laughs> Number five the Final Frontier, I think I am probably the person Shockingly who has put high. it the highest in the list. I did color code them so that we could kind of like find yeah. them easy, more easily. Yeah. Honestly, I, to me, it's just like, 
it's it's it it's built, so it bad. It was built it's, up as the worst for so long that when you finally see it and you're like, it's not that bad. I also just thought it was funny. Like I enjoy <laughs> it. Like the I camp scenes. I are think great. it's yes. This the thing is that I think it's like honestly an awful movie, but like it's an entertaining, which I cannot say about anything I listed under it. Like, at least I remember it fondly instead of not remembering it all or, like, being like, ugh, God, horrible. So, um, number four was First Contact because it is great. Wrath of Khan was number three. You know, which honestly for me is almost still a little high for me for the Wrath of Khan. I do think it's a good movie, but, like, what I kind of forgot until I saw it, like, several times in a couple years was, like, there's just a lot of... More Moby Dick stuff. It's mm. very military. Khan and fucking Kirk are never even on the same ship. Yeah. And I know that that was for, like, health reasons. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to give Ricardo Montalban shit. I just, it's like, yeah, it's this big thing, and they're never even face-to-face. Nope, like, I don't know. Uh, number he two. He's a box. <laughs> he's a yeah. kind. Number two I had as the voyage home, mm-hmm. um, because it's just, a, it's, again, it's a feel-good, it's a fun romp. Dr. Dickface is obnoxious but Mm. everything else about it is basically perfect and in a huge upset from my old opinions about the star trek movies i put the undiscovered country as number one no that's nice because it's just it's great david warner is great i just i really Mm. like it and again unlike what we got with nemesis which was like literally someone taking a shit in front of our, (laughs) our our show that we love as the ending we got like a proper nice send-off yeah and again david warner so Mm. Uh, so for me, I've got in Dead Last, Insurrection. Not that bad. A painfully boring movie that I could not wait to be over. Uh, Nemesis is fucking horrible, but at least it's like bad in a way I can laugh at, which is why it's... When did you it's... laugh? Yeah, I don't remember anyone laughing during this film. I oh. You laughed at your own jokes. <laughs> well, exactly. You can make jokes. So that that's what it edges out over Insurrection. But it's quite bad. Don't get me wrong. So that is number nine. Uh, number eight is the very tedious and mediocre Generations. Oh, Genesis. Uh, number seven, <laughs> The Final Frontier, that hot mess that has a few That's decent moments. That's way higher than I thought it would be for you. Uh, well, because I, I really, really, like, I mean, I knew I hated Insurrection. Nemesis is way worse than I remember. Generations was a lot worse than I remembered. It's dull, but it's inoffensive. And I think that's what I don't like about Generations, is that it's like they barely tried. Yeah, it's very, like, no effort. Final Frontier, it wound up places, but hey, it was taking a risk. Trenner was trying so hard. And I can't take away, again, the camp scenes are lovely. There's that one, I mean, for all that he was given a terrible script, Lawrence Luckinbill did an amazing job. He was Cyborg? Yeah. And it did give us marshmallows. It did. <laughs> uh, number six, the motion picture. Very, very long. Very kind of dry. Beautiful score. Beautiful score. Pretty well done. Haunted your dreams as a child with that fucking transporter scene. Oh my scene. god. Uh, and I will say, actually, one little thing Jerry Goldsmith did in Nemesis, which was cute, was he did, like, so obviously he's just doing sort of a slowed down version of the Next Generation theme while he's, well, at the end, while the Enterprise E is in dry dock. But the variation of it he does is very close to the version of the theme he did during the dry dock flyby in the motion picture. But a lot shorter, I'm guessing. Yes, infinitely. (laughs) Uh, Number five, higher than I would have expected, Search for Spock. Because I recently rewatched it and realized that when you're not on Genesis, it's actually kind of a good movie. But you're on Genesis for a lot of the movie. You are, but I'd still prefer it to everything below it. Okay. Number four, First Contact. 
Uh, I used my extra sheet of paper to make my three and a half vote go to Galaxy Quest. Lower than I thought it would be for Galaxy Quest. I mean, it's a damn fine movie, but how do you top my number three, The Voyage Home, which is great? Well, you top it by being my number two, The Undiscovered Country, and my number one, The Wrath of Khan. Cool, cool. Jake? Sure. All right. So for me... Uh, Jake did a special thing with yeah, his I, I, yeah, I actually did. I also uh, added a post in the middle. So I'm my list actually starts at number 11. Uh, my, this list goes up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's one crappier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, number 11 on my list is Nemesis, for all the reasons previously mentioned. Uh, number 10 on this list is nothing. There is no 10. <laughs> Uh, and Nemesis still, is that bad. It's still a better movie than Nemesis. Uh, number nine <laughs> on my list is The Final Frontier, which, yes, I concur with the others that there are some fun bits in it, but it is still something that I will, I can never imagine watching it again out of any f- sense of pleasure. Yeah, the only reason to ever watch a movie is if you're doing a marathon of the movies. Mm. Or a podcast. Or a podcast. Mm. So uh, that brings me to number eight which is Generations. Again, slightly perhaps more watchable than Final Frontier Nemesis, but again, nothing that I would go out of my way to look at. Number seven for me is The Search for Spock. It's one of those ones where, yes, it's part of a, a trilogy there from, from two, to, two to four, but I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. A lot, a lot of missteps there, despite giving us the modern Klingon. Mm. Um <laughs> Feels like a magazine. <laughs> which, is, which is Christopher Lloyd. Oh, actually. but he was so annoying. He was, he but was it, really he was annoying. the blueprint for every Klingon to follow, so. Yeah, there's a lot of Lloyd and Gower on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number six. <Marty. laughs> Glory to you and your house. Uh, <laughs> number six is uh, Insurrection which I didn't think was as bad as uh, some of the others here thought but uh, still not great but I think you know somewhat watchable number five is The Motion Picture hmm. The Motion Picture that is a that is the first Star Trek one but on my list it is five number four is Star Trek First Contact that's the one with the boards Number three is The Wrath of Khan. Number two is The Voyage Home, The Wheels, The Baby Wheels. wheels. And uh, at coming in at number one, number one, The Undiscovered Country. Woo! In, uh, indisputed champ, in my opinion. Nice. It's a good movie. Despite those of you that will dispute it. I mean, I will say, like, I went along... Who's disputing it? I see, well, well I mean, right. literally everyone except me. Yeah, I'm the only say, three out of five of us. I mean, I will say it was a. I, I spent the the most time I spent was trying to decide between Wrath of Khan and Discovered Country. They are very close. Mm. See, I don't. I don't feel that way. I, mean, I feel like the Wrath of Khan doesn't I mean, even come close it's to very it. Very interesting that uh, for the 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 four regulars have the same top four, just in a different order. Not quite. I think Ames is the only one with first contact in her top four. What? what are you talking about? You're I am reading, reading the chart wrong. Yes, this I is I am four. reading the chart very wrong. You four. are right, Jake. Were you looking top, were you thinking top three? Uh, yes, because I was counting the row with our names as the number one <laughs> row. Well, 
Uh, I am good at reading. It's true that in my own mind, I am the greatest yeah. Star Trek movie. Yeah, Caitlin and I have the exact same top four ordering, but uh, Ames and Chris are not far off. Yeah. No, no, I just, and then Carl comes and fucks it all up. Damn it, I Carl. Do. What the yeah. hell is this? Tell us about it, Carl. I don't know. It's not too bad, I'd say. Well, uh, the, the worst... <laughs> He's uh, only got one spot higher than me. That's true. Well, Ugh. yeah, but you also fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, go on, Carl. Uh, the worst Star Trek movie and one of the worst movies ever made is Nemesis <laughs> uh, at number 10. Then we take a giant quantum leap in quality, uh, <laughs> careening past movies of much better uh, quality, like Plan 9 and Birdemic and Room, <laughs> and we arrive, uh, we arrive at number 9, uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Wow. Now, this is a little unfair. I finally got The Motion Picture a couple of years ago. I saw it at the Brattle. Oh, and wow. they had a double feature of it with another Robert Wise movie, uh, The Andromeda Strain. Anyone seen that? I've no. no. uh, But a, the idea of double... It's eating. another boring slog, isn't it? It is, but it made me realize what was going on. Like, aha, he is trying to tell classic science fiction. He's like, he doesn't care about the characters. He's like, I want to uh, explore this whole V'ger stuff. Mm. Because that's what Andromeda Strain is about. Yes. And on the big screen, a lot of those visuals are a lot better. Than they are on the small screen. Interesting. So I I get but you still put now, it in but nine. But because I can't I can't you know I, I can't just dial up the brattle and watch it there you know I have to although I have to, shit hopefully it hasn't already happened it's the 40th anniversary it and is? it's going to be in theaters again ooh cool hopefully it hasn't already passed it is probably passed by the time you're listening to this listeners mm. oh excellent well you know Star Trek two is going to be shown in Somerville on the 24th. Nice. Of August. You know, I feel like uh, I've seen Wrath of Khan on the big screen like twice in the last two years. It's yeah. coming around. People yeah. love it. We saw it twice in the big they screen in the past like two months games. once. Yeah. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Maybe that's why yeah. I've grown cold to it. Maybe I've just seen it too many fucking times. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. go on. Go on. Carl. Over, yeah. I guess I should save my Wrath of Khan comments for the Wrath of Khan. Okay, so we have number eight, uh, Star Trek Insurrection. The thing about this... You know, it is sort of an overlong episode of this TV show, but in my opinion, it's pretty well directed. By More, Frakes. By Frakes. Yeah. Better directed than the average episode of the TV show. And there's a lot of little things that I liked visually. It has like 30 separate endings, which I think is why mm. you might have thought it was it was dull, even though it was very short. Mm. But I, I did, I, it was, it was kind of like, it's the equivalent of like a mediocre baseball game and you're like... You've had like two light beers. Because that kind of level of enjoyment. Uh, That's beautiful. He said that on the way here from the train station, and I was like, oh my God, please work that in. It's perfect. Speaking of things influenced by light beers, uh, Star Trek V The Final Frontier is another one. Your segues are very I was hoping that was going to be the voyage home because they drank like Miller Miller Light. Light. Oh, they did. They did. No, Michelob Light. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Coors Light. I didn't mean to offend you that way. You know, F- Final Frontier is a good time. It it is sort of. I think it is trashed in part because it came after some much better movies, and everyone likes to trash Shatner for good reasons, really. But you know, I I like the so- I like the soul of it. I like Cybok leading a cult, and he's mm. Spock's brother. I like you know you you go to the center of the universe, and it's, you still have questions. I like some stuff. Number six, I have Star Trek Generations. Uh, Generations has been pretty middle middle of the road for all of us. It is, and I I feel like the problem there. Yeah, Yeah. I actually feel like it is quite ambitious, but it's always in its own way. 
Yeah. You know, it has it has Picard and his family. It's got Kirk blown through the warp hole of time. It's got Malcolm McDowell. I kind of like the Nexus. And I kind of like the idea of a villain who blows up planets just to influence the course of this Nexus. Like, that's really, that's a cool sci-fi problem for me. <laughs> but, you know, of course, it is not as good as... Uh, first contact at number five that is that is the soul of star trek you know especially star trek next gen it it, it really is the the best ronald d moore had to offer and then the top four i kind of go into the what i consider sort of a holy trinity trinity trilogy uh just because of i mean honestly i, I saw them a lot as a kid and enjoy mm. them the search for spock you know a lot of dead scenes but i really like the enterprise caper i really like the feeling of these kind of older senior citizen versions of our heroes getting into one final action i like the everyone kind of has a, a enough to do you got uhura with a phaser you know you got sulu uh, you got scott messing up the excelsior and you got the first time the enterprise blows up so it's not mm. like an old hat cliche yeah but of course, uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan is a milestone. You know, there is no other series without what Nicholas Meyer and Leonard Nimoy did on this. And there is kind of a bad habit on the other Star Trek movies where, whenever they feel creatively down, they have kind of a in case of emergency, break glass. Let's rip off The Wrath of Khan in some way. Yeah, we saw that here in Nemesis. I think we're you're going to see it in the, some of the JJ movies, but there isn't. Or not... some of them more clearly <laughs> than others, right? Yeah, mm. but they should not have done that for the next generation movies because the next generation was a whole different thing. And the movie they should have patterned next generation movies after is. Wait, hang on a second. Okay, number two is uh, Star Trek The Undiscovered Country, which I like as kind of a, like, it's all working together. You know, it came out when the Soviet Union fell. It was kind of historically perfect. Like, mm. Star Trek got the last word on this this Cold War metaphor, uh, and it's a good caper. But the best Star Trek movie is The Voyage Home, nice. in my opinion, because it is a real sci-fi question. You know, it's not about, let's go fuck with this probe. It's about, let's go to the past and tell these whales, let them communicate. We don't know what the whales are saying. We don't know what the probe is saying. But we trust that they will be able to get communication going. And I think that's a very Picard approach. There's no bad guy in Voyage no Home, bad which I guy. think is amazing. Yeah. And another great thing about it is the Star Trek comedy that is funny. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Yes. Uh, I just think it's everything's firing on cylinders. All cast members get something to do. Good times. Yeah, that's that's something, you know, as we're coming to the close of the Next Generation movies, is that, you know, especially The Voyage Home, but it applies to a number of the other ones too, but definitely with The Voyage Home, that was an ensemble movie. Like, yeah. Every, yeah. everybody had a job, everybody was useful, everybody had scenes that they themselves stole. Except for Walter, who got himself brained. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but even he had Which some Which way great, to Alameda? He right. had some That's great what I said, scenes. Alameda. You know, his escape or his attempted escape from the battleship was mm -hmm. great. I you know, know, I'm just giving yeah, him shit. Yeah, I mean, Michelle had stuff to do. Every, you know, everyone had, had, had a task in that movie. I mean, Michelle had less to do, unfortunately. Yeah, but and they, she cut, had and they, they cut a lot of Sulu stuff, I remember. Yeah. yeah which that, is a shame. But, you know, it was an ensemble movie, whereas 
I don't think any of the Next Generation movies. No, they're Picard movies with a good side of data. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Nemesis happened to have a good Riker fight, and that's been about it. I don't. Think and they let's mind done... rape Troy somewhere. Uh, Fuck yeah, you. you know. well, I don't even think it was a good yeah. Riker fight. I kept forgetting it was happening, and like <laughs> cut back to it. Exactly. You exactly. could literally cut that entire fight. I don't think anyone would miss it. They would just go, "Wait, why did Riker just walk onto the bridge? Where's he been?" <laughs> right. And Voyage Home, you know, they have all the teams are doing something that's working on the problem. Yeah. You know, they have to get they have to get containment for the whales. They have to get energy because they don't have energy. They have Kirk and Spock like. You know, fucking around. Uh, <laughs> it's trying to, swim. Trying to steal it's, the, it's the, the perfect point-and-click adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said um, while we were watching Nemesis, I almost wish that another nod to their predecessor, which again, God knows with the two apps and friends thing, that could have been a coincidence. But when uh, Data is pretending to be B4 and he's jabbing Picard and he's like, move, human scum. <laughs> and Picard's like, not so florid, Data. Data. Uh, he should have gone like that. Who are you, Pulaski? Yeah, Jesus. sorry. Don't bury yourself in the role, Data. Reference <laughs> to the moment between hey. Scotty and McCoy and oh, Voyage McCoy. Home. Or he, he might say part. Don't bury yourself in the part role. I can't. I can't. Can. role. Yeah. Mm. Better movie, anyway. Much better. So much better. Well, I mean, most of us or all of us have agreed that The Final Frontier is a better movie than Nemesis, so. Yeah. It goes without Definitely. saying that. Uh... Yeah, no, I mean, I, like, I look at this list and I'm like, I honestly. Would probably, like, could be perfectly happy never seeing my bottom three ever again. The Final Frontier, there's just something so dumbly charming about it, I would probably watch it again someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, just, just for the marshmallow scene. Yeah, but like Generations, Nemesis, oh, Insurrection. It really is, like, I, I remembered, like, not loving Generations, but thinking it was watchable. I mean, it's still watchable, but it's like, I can't imagine being in a place where I'm like, I feel like watching that. Yeah. A lot of these are inessential. Yeah. It, I mean, really, it's it's sad how many Star Trek movies are actually, like, just not good when you line them all up like this. Yeah. And it's all on the strength of those early ones. Like, yeah. Like, once, once they made, you know, three good ones in a row, they're like, all right, and so on into infinity. They never made three good ones in a row. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, the three good ones in a row were Undiscovered Country, most, like, part of Generations, and First Contact. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely would put two of the Kelvins higher up than my least favorite prime timeline ones. I would have to Into see Darkness it. is way down there. I was going to say, I would have yeah. to see Into Darkness again to know exactly where I would put it, but yeah, it would certainly be in the bottom. I also look at the new ones, and I think they're just an entirely different yeah. genre. Oh, yeah. They're they're not the that they can't even be compared. They can't really, but as far as just thinking on my terms of would I watch them again, mm. like, I already have watched Beyond, I don't know how many times. You yeah, know? I've watched that and and the first Star Trek quite a few times, I think. Whereas, like I said last week, I have not seen Into Darkness since theaters, which is a thing that was only shared by Insurrection until last week, so that does not bode well for it. Neat. Well, you're going to have to watch it in a couple of years, Chris. Yeah, but I get better things first. Brace yourself. A couple of years. Before we get to a couple of years, what are we doing next, Jake? Uh, I don't know. What are we doing next? No, there's no cards, because we're doing the fanfics next. Oh, right. Oh, right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that draws a close on Star Trek The Next Generation, or does it? Because next week, we will be doing our final Next Generation-themed fanfic. 
You hear, heard it here, folks, first. Well, we, we announced it months ago. You okay. announced it months ago, <laughs> dumbasses. Uh, but you didn't hear us then, uh, so you're hearing it so here yeah, first. So yeah, next week, so, that, so yeah, if, if you are a long-time listener, first-time caller, you will no doubt recall that we picked names of side characters with whom to put together into fan fiction. And next week we will be reading aloud that fan fiction, which we've all already written. Yep, totally done. Exactly. Um, so I definitely, draft. I definitely didn't I get. Be, I definitely won't be writing it immediately before the recording. <laughs> I definitely didn't get an idea for what to write about based on Ames telling me that Leah Brahms was originally supposed to be Jordy's date. Oh Ooh, definitely. I like where you're going with that. This, definitely didn't happen. Yeah, God, it makes me die inside. Uh, so yeah, next week we will be doing that. That will be the real, true end of uh, our next generation adventure, which means I get one more outro to do, bitches. Does that count? It sure does. Damn it! (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's coming up. But until then, of course, you can subscribe to our Facebook internet and our also SoundCloud and Twitter and Tumblr. Cool. SSHB Podcast. Search for us at Google SSHBpodcast.com. Clown. Clown. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you can also do Google or Apple for uh, sound stuff, and and on also on our home on the internet, soundclown.com/slash/search. Type in "Star to See Her Body." Anything you want to plug, Carl? The Unreliable Narrator podcast can be found at unreliable-narrator.com. Caitlin is frequently on it. And I have been on be... it. It's fun. Oh, I'm behind. Uh, I watched. I listened to the first like seven or eight, and then I got behind, and then I fell behind. Awesome. Thank you for for listening. Right now, we're doing a parody of like a d- darker, grittier Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> nice. And that will end on the episode that I am supposed to release today, but it will probably actually take a couple more days. So look out for that friends well see here. what's great is this is going up so late right that you can totally say that it did go live today because yeah. no one knows when we recorded this exactly i was completely on time nice good work good punctuality as i always am excellent <laughs> cool well i think that just about does it then it does. my name has been jake this has been chris this has been Ames. this has been caitlin uh this has been carl Thanks, Carl. Thanks Catch for you on, on the Thank thing. You. Yeah. Uh, thanks for, thanks oh, I gotta go. Oh, I need a good outro for this one. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'm thinking. 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 Bye. I thought we were gonna start singing blue skies. Hell is a whole lot darker. Now, what was the Frank's line supposed hell to be? Hell hath no fury uh, like data. Don't no, worry. Hell like is dark. Yeah. There we go.